Jesus performs a miracle. And here is the good news about Jesus. He receives us as children with what little faith we had. How do you know you're progressing in your faith? Is when you act on the word you've heard. He has been with us because trouble has a way. Trouble has a way of getting us to call on God's name in a way that him. He has a business trip scheduled in a small town. So many times he's had to leave his wife, but on this occasion, he has scheduled some husband-wife time, and so he invites his wife to go on the trip with him. The company is going to fly him to the meeting in a small town on a small twin engine Cessna. He tells his wife about the trip. She's excited to go. But the day before, as he reminds her to pack light, because they're traveling on a twin engine Cessna, the tone of the conversation shifts. Honey, I've decided I'm not going on that trip with you. Babe, why not? I'm not flying on no itty-bitty Cessna. The husband smiles, and he says, babe, be honest. It's not about the size of the plane. It's about the size of your faith. She says, no, it has nothing to do with the size of my faith. It has everything to do with the size of the plane. He wants her to go. And to demonstrate his desire for her to travel with him, he cancels the Cessna and books two tickets on a major airline. She goes on the trip and she admits, my faith grew because the size of the plane grew. In a biblical sense, the object of our faith determines how much faith we determine to use. Your faith is important to you. And your faith is important to Jesus. But what is interesting to me is that we use faith all of the time. And the amount of faith we use is determined by the object of our faith. This morning when I got up to come to work, before I got in my car, I did not perform a 52-point inspection on the engine. But based upon how the car has performed in the past, I got in the car and came on to work. This morning, as I was watching some of you make your way to the sanctuary, no one, and I checked with Karen, no one called the church in advance to say, Karen, please inform the trustees, custodial staff, to have every pew turned upside down so that you can inspect the screws to make sure that they are all the way in and they are not worn. 
but you came right in. And most of you sit in the same area every Sunday. And without realizing it, you use a measure of faith. And yet there are times when God calls for more faith. Is your faith important to you? Your faith is important to the Lord. You thumb through the New Testament and any book, any gospel that is recorded there, you see Jesus talking to people about faith. He asked two blind men who wanted to see, do you believe I can do this? He asked another father whose son was suffering seizures, do you believe that all things are possible to those who believe? He asked Jairus, whose, whose daughter was dead, believe and your daughter shall live. Faith is important to Jesus. Faith matters to Jesus. The story that is tucked away in John chapter 4, it is a story about faith, about why faith is important and what faith requires. Jesus has been doing ministry in Cana. He's now in Capernaum, which is only about 20 miles apart. The power of the Lord has been put on display in several people's lives. Performed a miracle for a politician's son, the daughter of a preacher. And he even performed a miracle for a soldier who was not from Israel. By the way, that same power is still available to us regardless of our national political, or cultural background. God is still performing miracles. The man who is well-to-do, son, is gravely ill. He mounts his horse, and he rides it as fast and as hard as he can to the place where it was recorded Jesus had been working. He arrives, he dismounts his horse, elbows his way through the jeering crowd, falls at the feet of Jesus and begs him to mount his horse, ride the 20-mile bumpy ride back to his suburban home to heal his son. This particular story is not found in any other gospel, save John. And we wonder, what is it about this particular story? The reality here is that the sickness of this child reveals a more serious problem. And that is, Jesus is saying, there are more people who get excited about the spectacular than realizing their spiritual need. To know Jesus for who he is and not for what he can do. There are many people who want something from him but do not want him. 
Is it's interesting that while the man's faith is shallow, Jesus would rather the man believe as a result of a miracle than not believe. Jesus performs a miracle. And here is the good news about Jesus. He receives us as children with what little faith we have. And over time develops us into men and women of faith. And that is why if you are at a place of faith, be careful how you look down on others who are just at a beginning of faith. Don't judge somebody else's beginning by your middle. And greater than that, there is a need for all of us to increase in our faith. And that's what I love about this God of ours and how he speaks to us about we walk by faith and not by sight. And that is, faith is a journey, not a destination. When it comes to faith, it is not about perfection. It's about progression. When it comes to faith, at the end of the day, it's really not about the amount of faith as much as it is about the object of our faith. If you had the amount of faith the size of a mustard grain, the seed of a mustard grain, you could say to this mountain, be removed, and it will be removed. It's never about the amount as much as it is about the object. And here it makes no difference where we are in our walk of faith. There is this desire of God for our faith to increase, and that is for us to progress, to progress in our faith. You follow this story, and, and, and this man's faith is not stagnant. There is movement here. And listen to the story to see where are you in your walk of faith. You heard the reading of the story. Well, there are several lessons we can learn about faith. Where are we with our faith? And what is it that faith requires of us? Faith is a journey, it's not a destination. It's about progression, not about perfection. It's not about the amount or the abundance of faith as much as it is about the object of faith. And that is you can put a whole lot of faith in the wrong thing. Faith in Jesus, it, it, it begins small. Think about that. When you first came to God, it, it, it started out as, as something small. It was just a little. And it is amazing how God gets us to a place of faith. Now remember, this is a well-to-do man. And apparently, the man is not interested in Jesus until something goes wrong at home. There's no record of this man ever talking about Jesus, talking to Jesus. But now that his child is sick, he stops what he's doing and he makes his way to Jesus 
for Jesus to stop what he's doing and come to his house to see about his child. All I'm saying is that faith in Jesus, it starts out small. And the small thing might be trouble you can't handle. <laughs> a situation you didn't see coming. And now all of a sudden, all the networking we've been doing won't get this one. All the resources we have can't solve this one. The names we know can't handle this one. Here is something that's above everybody else's pay grade and all of a sudden, we need God to stop what he's doing and come to our house. That sounds a little bit like a pandemic. For so many, not anyone in this room or who's watching from home or work, for so many, so, so many, there, there, there was really no uh, personal invite for God to hang out at our homes. You know, we, we, we will, we'll, we'll meet God somewhere else. I mean, just think about it just for a moment. I mean, this pandemic has, has, has brought God to our homes in a way God hadn't been in a long time. And now all of a sudden, we want God to come to our house. And guess what? God is a gentleman. God said, okay, I don't turn down an invitation. And God has hung out at our homes. Do I have any help in here? I mean, God has been lying down with us at night, and God has been getting up with us in the morning, and God has been having breakfast, lunch, and dinner with us, and God been right there by our side as we've been working from home, and God has been with us while we cleaned out closets. God has been with us while we got, got completed some projects around us. He has been with us because trouble has a way. Trouble has a way of getting us to call on God's name. In a way that heretofore, we've been, we were just okay with business as usual. You know, we'll swing around the church whenever we get a chance. We'll get there sooner or later, a couple times a month. We'll be all right. But then something happened. I don't just need them on Sunday. I need them Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I need them every minute, every second, every hour of the day. God, will you please come to my house? And when God moved in, we had to change some of our activities. Come on, holler at me if you hear me today. I mean, because now God is over to the house. God is really in this house. But, yeah, give me a little grace. I'm rusty. I hadn't preached in a while, so we're going to be here for a while. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. And, 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 and then what happened? We got comfortable with him being in the house. <laughs> we got comfortable with him being in the house. And, and, and then God said, let me, let, me, let me talk to you for a minute. You, you, you see how I came to your house when you asked me to come? I didn't ask you no questions. I didn't act funny with you. I, I came to your house. But, but let me ask you, why don't you come to my house? Why don't you come and hang out with me? Because there's something that I gave you at your house that I can't give you until you come to my house. And see, there are times when you and I take his presence 
for granted. We become buddies with God and all of that. But then God allows something else to happen where it seems like just, just dealing with him at home ain't cutting it. Sometimes we need to get up from where we are, make the sacrifice, in, 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 increase our faith, and come on back to his house. They say, God, see, I'm not, I'm not funny, God. To see, I, I want to treat, treat you the way you have treated me. You came to my house without asking questions, and since you invited me to your house, I'll be there Sunday. The man didn't want Jesus until something was going on at the house. It was too big for him to handle. But Jesus takes care of it anyhow. The real problem wasn't the sick child. It was a healthy father who didn't know Jesus. God allows for a child to get sick. So a healthy father will come to know a risen Savior. See, God knows what we love the most. He, he knows what can shake us up. He, he knows what can redirect our purpose and our attention. And for the very first time, we hear this man wanting to see Jesus. Here again, sometimes it takes a little trouble to turn us in another direction. Sometimes our, sometimes our faith gets stale, stagnant, stalled, we just gotten so comfortable. Business as usual. But then there has to be a shake-up. I mean, it can be finances, it can be sickness, it can be relationship, it can be any number of things. Because God knows that there are times where you and I will not move. We have to be moved. Won't move. God, 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 God has not changed. He still requires time, talent, and treasure. He still requires devotion. He still requires for service. He is still calling out that we be faithful as his sons and daughters. Nothing has changed. But ain't nothing like a little turbulence on an aircraft to get everybody's attention. I've seen people snoring. But then it's turbulence and they wake up. Now, I've seen people uh, taking shots, I mean drinking water, and all of a sudden, the turbulence. Put the drink, put the bottle of water down. There's nothing like a little turbulence every now and then that will get us to call on God. And all it takes is a little trouble. That's all it takes. And so, and so, and so, see, see, you have to know everything is little for God, to God. This sickness was little to God. Allowed this man's son to become sick. And, and this is what turns this man away from his substance, away from his status and all of that. And he turns to Jesus. Her life was going as planned, her plans. She was popular. She had resources, had the world on the downhill pool. But then on a vacation, she dove into the water, injured her head, became paralyzed from the neck down. But it was then in that when she turned her life to God, 
now she has helped millions of people, millions, millions of people who have experienced hurt. She's now given them hope. But when she had legs that worked, arms that worked, it wasn't about God. It was about how many parties she could attend and, and how many vacays she could take and, and, and how many trips she could go on. But a little trouble turned her toward God. And she's been serving him ever since. Well, faith in the Lord, it's a progression. It begins small. Notice that this man, he's, he knew Jesus was in town, but he didn't go see him until his son got sick. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is always where he always is. Well, faith, it, it starts out small, and again, this is this progression said, when the man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his child. But then, because faith is so important to the Lord, he, 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 he doesn't just, he, he doesn't want it to just have a beginning. He wants it to have a continuation. Think about that time you quit on God. You started out. You started out the blocks. You were on fire. Running for Jesus. But then you quit. He wants us to start, but he also wants us to what? Continue. And again, that's why it's progression in that, yes, it starts out small, but faith is to grow deeper. He, he, he gets to Jesus, you see, and, and Jesus checks him as he checks all people. You want a sign. So you can believe. He says every time you pray, you say, God, let this cloud turn red at 12 o'clock so I'll believe. We want a sign. That's what John's gospel is about. Jesus came for, not as the sign, but there were signs that pointed that he was, in fact, the son of God. And as Thomas Aquinas says, the one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. But to the one who has no faith, no explanation is possible. And there were many people that they just refused to believe. And so Jesus would, would began performing miracles. But notice here what Jesus says. Unless you see that you hear is plural. He's not just talking to the man, but he's talking to people like this man. Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And the man says, sir, come down before my child dies. See, that's how you know this is, this is beginning faith because, because you don't have to send Jesus to the hospital. You don't have to send him down south. You don't have to send him, what, to the jailhouse. You, you, you don't have to send him anywhere. Because he's everywhere. But, but in the beginning, think about this. We would send him somewhere. <laughs> we lay up sleep. God, go help somebody today. 
instead of us going to help somebody. We say, God, feed the homeless instead of us sharing from what the Lord has blessed. We say, God, lift up someone's head today instead of us inspiring and encouraging others. He tells him the man is, is small. But see, Jesus wants it to go deeper. Jesus wants the man, he wants the man to put forth, he invites the man to exercise faith that doesn't need any proof because it's heard a word. The man wants Jesus to stop what he's doing, go to his house, and then do it. Jesus says, it is done, and I'm staying right here. I'm not making it up. Look, Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. And now this man who started out small, stop what you're doing. Come where I, I've never talked to you about anything. I need you now. Stop what you're doing. Come to my house. Here, my son. Jesus says to him, go, your son is fine. And the man, look at the text, the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. How do you know you are progressing in your faith? How do you know your faith in Jesus is growing deeper? Let me see. When a meteorologist comes on television that we have no relationship with <laughs> and tells us tomorrow the bottom is going to fall out, rain, 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 we believe the word of someone that we have no relationship with who had the potential to be wrong. And we act on the word from somebody we have no relationship with who has the potential to be wrong. And we, we, we get our umbrellas ready. Uh, we decide not to drive the car that we just washed last night. We're going to drive the one that's already dirty. We're going to hang out the flowers so that they can get some water. We are going to act. On the word we've heard from an individual we have no personal relationship with who can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The meteorologist said it's going to be a snow day tomorrow. It's going to dump on us. We put those utensils in the vehicle that we use to pull the snow off of our vehicles. We make sure that there's the right amount of ass, gas and oil in the snowblower. We change our wardrobe. We're not looking cute tomorrow. We're going to be covered tomorrow. And based upon the word from somebody we don't know, don't have a relationship with, has the potential to be wrong, we act. When the meteorologist tells us it's going to be hot as hell tomorrow, we respond by getting sunscreen. We respond by sundresses and shorts and shades. We act on the word of somebody we do not know, do not have a relationship with them, and they have the possibility to be wrong. How do you know when your faith is progression? Your faith is progression that all you need is a word from God and based upon the word that you heard, you act. Yeah. 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 Joshua got that word. That if they would march around the walls of Jericho, yeah. that that wall would fall and Joshua got to walk in. Yeah. Noah got a word from God that something that had never happened was going to happen. And that is, it was going to rain, and Noah got to work because he believed the word that he heard. Mary was told, you are going to carry the Son of God, and that which is conceived in you will be conceived of the Holy Spirit. And Mary believed. How do you know you're progressing in your faith? Is when you act on the word 
you've heard. Hmm. Are you progressing in your faith? Is your faith going deeper? Whatever God says, it is so. His word that goes out from him will not return void. It will accomplish that purpose. He is going to, is going to finish the work he has began in us. Faith is a journey. It's, it's not a destination. It's not about perfection when it comes to faith. It's about progression. It's not as much about the amount of faith as it is the object of our faith. Little faith in a big God can turn the world as upside down, right side up. It starts out small. Think about how you began your walk of faith. I mean, just little things. But look at where you are now. It's deeper. You, you, you used to begin your word, your day, without your word. Now you're going to leave home without your word. You need a word from the Lord. And you want a word from the Lord. Because you need to hear from him. And based upon the word he speaks, you act. Not what somebody else says, but what he has declared in his word. Well, let me give you, there's, there's something else about the progression here in faith. It starts out small. That's why we can't be hard on anybody. Don't be hard on them. We may be in chapter 5 of our faith. They just in the table of contents. But that's okay. We were there too. Right? Yes. It starts out small, but then it progresses. It's a progression. We believe more now than we ever have before. We respond to the word of God in a way we never have before. We don't, we don't, we don't, we still ask God to confirm his will, but, but, but we're not looking for signs and wonders all the time as much as we can just make sure our lives are lining up with his word. We're not looking for as much clarity as, as we are conviction. Lord, tell me what your will is. Reveal to me what your will is. Faith, it starts out small. It grows deeper. But then our faith ought to reach out. Faith ought to reach out. See, a faith that we just keep to ourselves is not much of a faith. Notice what happened. The man believed the word that he spoke, that Jesus spoke to him, went on his way. And as he's on his way home, I was wondering, is he breaking the speed limit on that horse? Or is he just taking his time? But on his way home, the servants meet him. And, and they say, your son, he's recovering. And so he says, what time did he uh, start getting better? And they say, round about one, seven hour. And the man knew that was the hour when Jesus said to him, your son will live. Now let's see what happens with this faith. It starts out small. 
Man wasn't thinking about Jesus until something happened at the house. He had to be moved. It's progressing. It's going deeper. It's growing because he responds based upon what Jesus says. But now when he gets home, he tells his family about a man named Jesus. He himself believed, and all his household. See, up until this point, his family followed him. That's good. His family trusted him. That's good. But now he says... I want to take you from good to great. So I want you to get to know the one who spared our child, who has turned my life around, and the same one who has spared the life of our child and who has turned my life around. He can turn your life around and the man's household. saved who is God getting through me or am I in the way can people see the God in me and follow that God that is in me who is God reaching through you are you in the way? Is your faith reaching out? Is it reaching up? The buck never stops at us. But God wants to continue to glorify himself through us. Give me your imagination just for a second. You've been so sweet today. I know I've been all over the place. Come back Sunday and I'm going to shut it down, all right? Imagine you are living in that frontier era, the horse and buggy. And there is a problem in your family that requires medical attention. The man's wife was gravely ill. So he gets aboard his wagon and he lashes out the teams of horses and he goes on. In the meantime, it's amazing he has a neighbor who also has a family emergency. This man, however, he does not possess horses, wagon. So not only does he have a transportation issue, it's the middle of the winter. And he knows since it is the middle of the winter, the river has frozen. But he makes his way to get the help that his wife needs. He comes to the river and afraid that he could fall through the ice. But his wife is dying. And so he gets down on his hands and his knees and he begins slowly crawling across the ice. Suddenly he hears the rumbling. He thinks it's the ice about to fall through. He's more afraid now than ever, and so he's, he's still. But then he hears the thunderous sound again, and he looks behind him, and there comes his neighbor, the teams of horses, and they 
come over the ice with no problem and continue on. The same man that was afraid to, that he would fall through, he stands to his feet. He begins walking across the ice, and then he begins running, and he finally reaches the place that he could get help for his wife. The man learned a lesson from the ice. If this ice was strong enough to hold up a team of horses weighing about 8,000 pounds, surely it can hold me up. When you think about what all you have had to go through over that required faith and God brought you through it, there is a mandate for you to share your faith story with somebody else. Just like that man on the horse came across and made it, it inspired that man to walk by faith. And you never will know what your story about your faith will do for somebody who's struggling with their own faith. And that is what faith requires of us. It requires faith itself. It reaches out. And we begin to share our story with others. We remember what God has brought us through. We remember the challenging times. We remember the illnesses. We remember the financial difficulties. But were it not for God, we would have never made it through. And so we share our faith story. So that others too might come to a place of faith. We've come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord. Trusting. Trusting in his word. And you know what? He's never failed us yet. And you know why we're not going to turn around? It's because we've come too far. Come too far by faith. If you stand in the need of a miracle, God is able. I stand in the need of a miracle, and I know God is able. It's always about the object of faith. More than it is about the amount of faith. Put what little faith you have in an all-powerful God and watch him work. Let's celebrate our all-wise, all-powerful God. He's still, he's still performing miracles today. One of the miracles he has performed in our lives is that he has saved us. He has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we tell others about the miracle of salvation. If you're here today and you've not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a great day to experience the miracle of salvation. The Bible tells us that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Called on his name. Lord, have mercy. Lord, save me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't make it on my own. God, help me. And the Lord will respond to you. If you're already uh, are saved but you're looking for a place to call church, we extend to you the membership and the fellowship of the Mount Olive Congregation. Mount Olive Church is not the only church whose doors stand open in the name of the Lord. And so we'll pray that God will order your steps, that you will unite with one of his churches. By salvation, you can come today and be saved. Church membership, you can be saved today. Whatever it is, we serve a God who's, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all 
we can ask, think, according to the power that is at work with us. Again, the doors are open. Be saved today. Call the church. Text the church. Inbox us. We'll be more than happy to respond to you. But we serve a miracle-working God. Anybody believe God is still performing miracles? And I'm looking to him to perform more miracles. Anybody else? Come on, choir. Let's get ready to go. Doors are open. Be saved. Join the church today. Whatever you stand in need of, God is able. God is able to supply your needs. He is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Put your trust in him. Put your faith in him. you have a great rest of the week pray for those families who are in bereavement love you see you real soon ushers we're in your hands